0: Fire away? Well, let me hit record. Okay. Now fire away. Take one. Go for it. Hey, this is Chase Tuning from EverforwardRadio.com, and you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, reminding you to live a life ever forward. Too good. You have to fuck it up a little bit. (laughs) All right, brother. Thanks. I'm going to hit stop. I'll be right back. All right. All right. Ailward. Thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going?
1: It's going great, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I looked at your little pitch and I was like, oh, I, I think I went to your about page, right? And I, Uh-oh. I kept reading and reading and reading and, and I found myself laughing on several occasions. I was like, okay, that's a yes. <laughs> Cool, cool.
1: You know, it's it's funny. When I put that about page together, I know this is going to entertain some people, and it's also going to bother people. some people. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's that's, yeah. perfect.
0: That's, yeah. that's one of my, like, filters again. Like, there's the beer test, right? Yeah. But there's this other test, like what you just said. If you just be authentically you, like maybe mm-hmm. overtly more you, right, you're either going to piss somebody off or attract them. Right, it's mm-hmm. binary. <laughs> They're either going to yeah. run away, going that guy's an asshole, I never want to talk to him again, or yeah. you go, hey, let's have a beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're at SevenPillarsGlobal.com. Talk a little bit about what you're most excited about in your business over there today.
1: Yeah, we're kind. Of, I'm, I'm in development. I'm transitioning from a, a, a career track as a recruiter, owner operator of technical staffing companies, and. Of course, you can well imagine how many people I've helped find work and trained up and become successful. And when I, uh, my kids came to me when they graduated from school and said, can you help me find a job? And I, you know, took them through the ringer on that and then I helped (laughs) them, then I helped them start their own companies as well. And they all said to me, dad, you know, stuff that no one else is teaching. You got to figure out a way to get this in front of more people. So I'm in the transition between placing people and assisting people in career transition which you you come to find out that everyone is in career transition pretty much all the time. Right. Um, and I help people dream bigger, you know, I help people think of possibilities they never thought of before. And what that looks like is turning into a program, uh, of coaching that I can, that I can productize, which I'm in the process of right now. So it's not just me trading time for money, Good idea. which is, is fun, but it's not scalable. It's
0: not tenable. It's basically making a job for yourself.
1: Yeah. 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 Pretty much.
0: <laughs> you don't need another job.
1: <laughs> no, no. And I, I've been, I've been unemployable for a long time, so we're not doing that either. Good for you. So, um, yeah. That, that's it's, it's exciting and uh, a little frustrating. I'm a little impatient with it because I'm not an online guy. I'm a brick and mortar guy. Gotcha. But, uh, I got three young adult children that have been bolstering my, my efforts. So it's all good. It's all good. <laughs>
0: It's funny. We started this conversation with, like, what's the difference between a a boomer and a Gen Xer? And, you know, like, my brother and sister technically boomers. I'm a Gen Xer, right? About the only difference is a Gen Xer might, maybe might, be a little bit more tech savvy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not guaranteed. I know plenty of Gen Xers that are just luddites to the to the core.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in my in my technical staffing career, what I was focused on was information technology, so right. I have had the, the pleasure of uh talking to some really significantly talented technical people over the years and watch as the technology evolves and the learning curve <clears throat> go, jacks up, you know, but my kids can all type 80 words a minute and they've never taken a typing class. So that's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's nuts.
0: <laughs> I have funny story that goes with typing class that I've, I've mentioned a bajillion times, but it's uh-huh. worth repeating cause it's hilarious. So yeah. r- remind me later,
1: <laughs> but I'll, this is I'll about you. Yeah.
0: This is about you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back in time and talk a little bit about like you younger. So uh, where did you grow up?
1: I grew up outside of Boston, Massachusetts in a town called Winchester. Nice. Okay. Yeah.
0: Good spot. Yeah. Lots of trees. Shitty traffic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it, it, the traffic sucked. Yes, but it does. The, uh, it, was, it was a wonderful white picket fence upbringing. I was mm. very pretty, pretty naive until uh, college about the world in general, but, um, don't, don't regret it at all. It was, it was a blast.
0: Yeah. I mean, people don't realize just like you and I growing up about the same time, you know, Mm -hmm. the world was a little bit more idyllic. (laughs) I mean, we ran around and like, you know, no parental, uh, supervision. It was great.
1: Yeah, we were, I re, I've got visions of just, you know, on Saturday in particular, there was three places that I could possibly be other than a friend's house. And that was uh, the baseball park, the cemetery for riding skateboards, or down by the pond, which was next to the tennis courts. And nice. uh, no cell phones, just right. a bike. And uh, right. you come back for dinner at six. And uh, <laughs> you know, if, 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 yeah. if my parents wanted me, they'd just make the triangle in the car and they'd find me, you know. <laughs>
0: I, I just, I got back, actually, I went to see my parents in Michigan, uh, Mm -hmm. in June and we were driving by like the mall and the mall is probably one of the longer drives that we do, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not far, right? We're talking about like, I don't know, you know, maybe five, six miles, maybe eight, I don't, 10, Mm -hmm. I don't know how far it is. Um, but you know, it's a very small area, you know, it's like, Upper Peninsula, Northeast Wisconsin. Nice. And I told my parents like, oh, yeah, I remember when I had my Schwinn, uh, Hans and Scott and I would ride our bikes out here and we used the back way. And they were like, you did? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They were thoroughly unaware.
1: (laughs) I don't, you know what, Jeff? I don't think my children walk to school one time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, right.
1: I, I was right. I was uh in order to ride the bus you had to live 2 miles or more away and I think I was 1.9. So I walked 2 miles almost 2 miles back and forth in the pretty snow, I
0: both ways. Yes.
1: Nothing, <laughs> yeah. Like like it was like it was nothing. Right. You know.
0: Right, right, right. I had it pretty easy. Cuz like small town. Like my my longest walk was middle school, but it was mm-hmm. it wasn't hard. It was pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then like uh my Elementary school was really close, and high school was super close. Like, like yep. right there. Like, we could mm-hmm. go home and screw around at my house for lunch, and play video well, games. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't do that. We were. Uh, it was you had to play us in the family. We, you had to play a sport, have a job, or be in an extracurricular program of some kind. Those were your three options after school. And I was sports guy, so I just you know after practice nice. walked home. Walked home for dinner.
0: I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That, that works. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so did you end up going to college or did you go right into work?
1: I did. I went to college. I um, I didn't want to go to college, but back then uh, it was, if you had the means and the um, and the grades, it, it was an expectation, at sure. least in my world. And sure. so I uh, remember- Like if I your parents
0: went to college, then you probably went to college, right?
1: My father went to college- for a year and the navy came around in between world war 2 and korea looking for people that wanted to be pilots and oh, he wow. raised his he raised his hand and became a fighter pilot and, and left school and never went back okay so um well, uh, and me. my Was my he mother like went
0: enlisted uh pilot is that is that a thing
1: yeah yeah he went oh, down wow. to pensacola went down to pensacola for fighter pilot uh training and uh ended up being number 1 in his class and I uh, had a Holy full career with TWA as a commercial airline pilot.
0: That's awesome. And
1: uh, my older brother was an F-15 fighter pilot as well. So the aviation was, and my mother met my father when she was a stewardess with TWA.
0: <laughs> flight attendant, you have to say flight yeah, back, attendant. Yeah, back, back when they called them stewardesses. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's yeah. great. That's that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So what did you do in college? Was it like Animal House or did you really study?
1: No, I didn't uh I didn't get out of it what I could have gotten out of it. I got a lot out of it. I met some really great people and I went to a, f- a phenomenal institution. I went to the University of Notre Dame. Oh, and um wow, and so there were people there from all over the world and I was the I was the dumbest guy on campus having been one of the smarter people in high school and um That's I physically <laughs> Yeah, I there were some really smart people there and really an eclectic group of people but and a, a prideful place, you know, there was a lot of pride in the football program and the basketball program. So that was a lot of fun. And I had some really great teachers. So I, I, it's not that I didn't get anything out of it, but I, I didn't apply myself in hindsight as I did as a, as an older adult, which, um, Hey, I, I didn't know too many people that knew what they wanted to do when they were 17. No. So um, <laughs> I've, 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 I've forgiven myself.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of glad like I went like high school. And then I had all signed up for like uh, college classes at the community college. Mm-hmm. I was ready enrolled. And I went to tell the air force recruiter that I wasn't going to join. And he, he was sick that day. And his supervisor was there and mm-hmm. his supervisor was a really good salesman. And twenty years later, I retired from the Air Force.
1: <laughs> wow! Well, well, thank you, thank you for your service. Isn't it <laughs> isn't it incredible? And I have I talk to people a lot about you know career transitions, and that brings personal discussions in and motivations and what you like to do, and you know what's important to you and all that. And I I, I find myself all the time, Jeff, saying, "You think back and you're like these little forks in the road, right. like that that thing you just mentioned there. You take a left." And your life is completely different. Totally you take a right. Different. Totally. Yeah. And and, and they're they're most of them are circumstantial, coincidental, random. Right. You know, serendipity
0: we like, we, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we like to think
1: we, we like to think we've actually planned this shit out. And- <laughs> Not at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I went through this whole thing about like all the different little twists and turns with a buddy. You know, mm-hmm. like there was this really weird story about how, so I worked, uh, I think it was, what what base? I was in Florida at Tyndall Air Force Base. Okay. And I was uh, one of the guys in the sort of like wing staff, right? And there was another guy in the wing staff. He was in the history office, but... For whatever reason, I had to talk to him randomly, like you said. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we're just sitting there, right? And I'm, I'm going, oh, you're a staff sergeant too, and I'm a staff sergeant. Where do you hang out? What do you do after work, right? Because I don't know. We're killing time. And he's like, oh, I'm really into investing. Are you into investing? And that little moment, right, of, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And I saw him like maybe like two or three times there at Florida And he was like, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And I went out and did all those things. And uh, years later, I saw him in Saudi Arabia, like around Mm. 2002, 2003. And he's like, Mm. hey, how are your investments going? (laughs) 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 And I'm like, I'm kicking ass.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Right? That's another. That's another thing that I I try to teach people, and I've 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 been mentored, very fortunately. I have been a mentor quite frequently. I love teaching and training and mentoring. I tell you, you just got to pay attention. Sometimes you just got to pay attention, you know, to the signs, to a voice. And I think the kids nowadays sound, I sound like an old guy, but they pay too much attention to their phone and their computer. And I think they miss opportunities for things like mentorship because that right. guy, that guy literally changed your life Totally. statement. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a more like a question. Yeah. Like, what are you doing with your investments? And I'll, yeah. I think I had a really stupid answer, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is usually the case, right? Yeah. There was yeah, this, you too, yeah, like, you took action. Though. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And then the, uh, uh, yeah, this other guy, what was it? Um, I was about to get out when I was in Hawaii. So this mm-hmm. was probably like around 1994. And I was like, Oh, I'm done with the military. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talked to this captain, just random dude, never met him, met him again in my life. I think he was an army captain. And I saw him in like the club or a bar or something. <laughs> and he was like, so what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm going to get out and I'm going to go to college in California. And he's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just kind of bored with the military. And he's like, okay, so how are you going to pay for that? I'm like, I don't know. How much debt do you have? Oh, I have this much credit card debt. Oh, you're dickweed. <laughs> 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 you need to re-up because you're stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like who the fuck are you you know <laughs> and then i went back and i went wow he's right <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah so i
0: re-upped yeah yeah
1: yeah my 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 father my uncle my nephew both my brothers all military navy and air force and uh it's one of the things i kind of regret i um because it did so much for them it's it was so they have access to so many uh people now, and they've got, you know, the benefits and the, mm. the pensions and the, the education and, and the, the travel. Yeah. Um, it is like the a,
0: world's biggest travel agency, travel yeah. agency, airline. Yeah. Uh, you could also call it like a, hmm, travel club. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, uh, I thank you for your service, by the way. I, I um, no worries. It was fun. <clears throat> I'm a big, big fan of the military.
0: So, okay, so, okay, you study college. What did you study in college? We didn't say. um, not much, but I get
1: it. <laughs> inter, 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 intramural basketball <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I was a. I I got a BBA in marketing. I studied marketing. Oh, marketing. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. You know, I had a. I, my guidance counselor in high school said you should go to a good school and get a business degree and go to work for a big company. And I right. always think back. And and my my adult self says, you have no fucking idea who I am. What are you giving me that advice for? How do you know that's right for me? But it was the it was the common. Theme. And she was well intentioned, mm. right? But I have, I tell that story a lot when I'm coaching people because it's like the first thing I do when I'm coaching people is like, you're, whatever you're thinking about what you're possibly able to do next, blow it up into an, an enormous dream. Get, take right. the shackles off yourself. Make it
0: really big, right?
1: Make it really big and make it something that you, you didn't pop, you had no idea that this was even available to you. Right. <clears throat> That's step one.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) totally i kind of get that though it's like if you're a guidance counselor and you've got whatever right like 250 500 800 kids that you have to tell them what to do next yeah we we now know that's not a good system it's Mm -hmm. obviously not a good system (laughs) right right but i mean unless you're like super math guy or super science guy or some obvious you know okay you're an athlete, so do this, right? Mm-hmm. Why not say, oh, get a business degree, work for a big company? I mean, I get it. It's like the yeah. generic answer.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's uh it, it's just an interesting because I've been able to watch over the years the evolution of how companies hire and how people get jobs. And it's yeah. it's, it's it's dramatically changed. And it's getting um, better, I think. Yeah, well, it's getting it, there, you got more choices. And I, I right. tell people as as candidates for whatever. You you have the ability to dictate some of the terms and working mm. conditions because yeah. you don't just plug into a cubicle uh, cubicle anymore. No. You know, right. you you might if you want to, but right. you don't have to. You know, exactly. and that begins this right. that begins this conversation just becomes wide open and people start to get epiphanies as they start thinking about the possibilities that yeah. they never thought of before.
0: Right, right, you know? right. I just uh, I l- listened to this podcast with Tim Ferriss. Oh yeah. There's this, uh, I think it's called um, Maui Nui. It's like this business in Hawaii and Maui where they go mm-hmm. out and they're they're hunting these deer that are invasive species on Maui, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the business is to sell that meat. But really what they're trying to do is control that population. Mm. But the guy that's doing the business is doing this sort of like, as he's hiring people, he's explaining their eval system. And it's this Mm -hmm. sort of like 360 peer review thingy that I had never, I'd heard of, but it sounded like bullshit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the way he described it, it was amazing. I was like, because not only is he holding all the employees accountable, Mm -hmm. you know, for all these different, you know, dimensions, but he's holding himself and his managers accountable to the same program. Mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome. You know, I was like, yep. so a lot of people don't even want to want the job once,
1: <laughs> once
0: yeah. they hear like, okay, like on the second interview, here's, here's the standard you have to meet. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. they never call back. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, my that's experience a, that's a good is, thing, though. you know, yeah, it is. It, it, my experience mm-hmm. is most people don't like being held accountable. And, uh, right. you know, I think that's a, that's an interesting thing. It's, it's one of the things I, my favorite question in an interview for, hiring a sales rep is what's the most difficult thing that's ever happened to you and how did you come out the other side? Mm, And um, then you just shut up and listen and they tell you everything you need to know. And you can make a decision at the end of that answer to that question for the most part. Did they
0: own it? Did they squirm out of it? Did they deny? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah no one of my one of my favorite jokes is like, uh, well, so why'd you leave your last job? Oh, my boss was an asshole. How about the job before that? My boss was an asshole. and the one before that, another asshole. I, I think you're the asshole. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a common thread. <laughs> it's you.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. okay. That's so
0: right. what was your uh, what was your first job out of college?
1: So I went to work for Metropolitan Life Insurance Company in oh, nice. Chicago, and I I worked in in the sixty seventh floor of this what was then the Standard Oil Building, wow. And um, they got uh, bought a few suits and got a credit card and started trying to sell uh, large group insurance so more than two hundred employees whose companies around the the city.
0: Okay, B 2 B stuff, uh, right?
1: Yeah, I couldn't stand it. I hated it. I was I was really enjoying Chicago. I was really enjoying. The 67th floor of the standard oil building and, um, the food and the sports. And, you know, but I was, I wasn't, uh, my feet weren't on the ground. I was just fucking around <laughs> and, um, and I, I did that it. for, I yeah, it. I did that for about three years and then I, I, uh, I was missing my home. So I moved back to Boston and then a whole nother series of events took place, uh, including, uh, impregnating my girlfriend, <clears throat> then marrying her having two more kids and moving down to Florida that that happened over the span of about three years back in Boston. Okay. And then it ended up in Florida and I had been put in touch with a gentleman who became my mentor and he interviewed me for a half day. Cause as soon as, as soon as I found out my girlfriend was pregnant and we agreed to stay together and raise the child and get married, I said, "Okay, no more fucking around." Now I'm
0: not f- fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
1: now you you have you don't have that option anymore. Right. And so I sought out a um, uh, uh, work uh, uh, a vision, and it became recruiting. I answered an ad. My my mom's best friend remarried this guy, and he was an Australian. And they were at the condo, my folks's condo, and I walked in one day. Still, like I got to find something to do. I got to find something to do, and this guy over a glass of wine i asked him so what do you do may i ask what you do for a living i'm i'm curious professionally i'm trying to find my my way right and he said well i'm a i'm a recruiter for petrochemical engineers in saudi arabia and I said, well, let's wow. unpack that. Like, yeah, what the hell yeah, does that I, mean? What
0: the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> petrochemical me, engineers. Like,
1: okay. This guy, he's Saudi Arabia. The only people that want to live in Saudi Arabia are Saudi Arabians. So they, they, they go outside yeah, they of Saudi out of Arabia. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they find people from all walks of life that are petrochemical engineers in the oil and gas industry. Okay. And they sign them to three-year engagements. And they give them four or five times <clears throat> the money they would make in the United States they right. give them a free house right. and they and they pay all their expenses. Right. And uh and I said, Well, how do you get paid? He said, I get a percentage of their starting salaries. I said, wow. What is that? And Holy he said, Well, it's usually per candidate, it's usually about I, I a hundred thousand dollars. And I opened up many candidates. No, I I opened up. I, I opened up the Boston <laughs> Globe and looked for recruiting jobs and I responded to one and I went in the following Monday and they hired me on the spot. And that's how I began my recruiting career. Wow.
0: So the way I think of recruiting is like sales to people, right? So like, like, remember that story about the recruiter that was really good <laughs> 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 so like the Air Force recruiting school is probably one of the top sales schools in the country you know I bet. their their recruiting system is really good I mean yeah. it, you know it always struggles when based on economic and everything else but he was awesome I mean he, he just saw me for like five minutes and he was like oh I know what this guy wants he wants to get the hell out of Dodge <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. There's there's lots of different types of recruiting. And I think that not not that the Air Force doesn't go out and to schools and stuff and seek people out, but
0: it's most of the peop- a wide net. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Most of the people that the Air Force recruiters are talking to are coming to them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> In the commercial world, correct. Nobody comes to you. You have to go find them. Right. So it's a substantially different um uh, uh, Skill operational set. yeah. logist- logistical setup, and then there's permanent recruiting, and there's contract recruiting. And in in contract recruiting, someone's dedicated to developing the client relationship, and another person is dedicated to developing the candidate relationship, and, okay. and they inter- they interact together to close deals and set up interviews and stuff like that. And the permanent right. work it's a it's a full desk as they call it, and that's the person who's representing the candidates is also reaching out to the clients. So those are two distinctly different jobs, three distinctly different jobs. I did them all before I started my own business. So I had experience in all three of those operational areas. And then when I started my own business after my mentor sold his business that I helped him build, um, I pretty much was ready from the ground up. I knew almost everything there was to know about starting and scaling a technical staffing business. And I did it with a partner of mine, a good friend of mine. And uh, we were wildly successful until my divorce came, and that's another chapter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's put a pin in that Okay. I, I have I have follow up questions. Because so I, you said you were doing tech staffing, so yes, so that's mostly like so they were like IT people or engineers or a little bit of both.
1: I, yeah, there, there was a, back then. It was uh, information technology and software engineering were distinctly different. Um, okay professions. They've since kind of melded, a little, but I was in, not really a, a little, but I, basically I was in you're
0: the, either de- development or operations basically
1: pretty much. Yeah. Pretty or much,
0: cyber, yeah. you know, cyber people are all well, there's networking
1: different. and infrastructure and security. It and, depends uh, on yeah.
0: how big your network is really. Like yeah. if it's a small network, one person can do lots of things, but yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I was mostly in the software engineering field, mm. so I was anybody that touched the software development life cycle, I I was capable of representing.
0: Okay. And I and DevOps. I stayed in that gotcha.
1: I stayed in that groove my entire career. Mm. So, I know some pretty good software engineers.
0: That is an interesting business now. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's like, you know, something happened and I'm not sure when, but like like computer nerds became cool.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, they started making a shitload of money. Like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But
0: so, like, it, it hurt my brain because I, I, I tell this brief story because it's funny. Um, there was this guy um, on a temp job that I did. So I did a temp job in 2018 mm-hmm. at the Air Force Base here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it was a really simple, very straightforward, we're just migrating, right, from mm-hmm. whatever the hell it was. Um, from 7 to 10, right? Mm-hmm. Trump actually mandated a certain date, and that was probably the first time I had ever heard of that in 20 years, where a president tells the the services directly to say, no, you must go to 10 now. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, that was my job. And one of the guys that showed up was a, a developer, right? Right way super overqualified for the job. I mean, we weren't doing anything, right? We just mm-hmm. learned, how, you know, okay, you have to run this script. Right? It's super mm-hmm. simple. And then mm-hmm. you do that like 900 times, <laughs> right? So it's mind-numbingly dull, right? Mm-hmm. The actual work. So I didn't think it was going to work out anyway, but this guy was, uh, the reason I bring it up is he was a like a douche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He was just like a prima donna diva douche and yeah. ended up quitting, sort of. He mm-hmm. he he was about to get fired and he decided to tell everybody he quit. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but it's a temp job, you know. Really, who cares? You don't even have yeah. to put it on your resume. I just thought yeah. I was a little shocked. I had never met a nerd, computer nerd that was that arrogant, you know. Total over. It's, a, it, it's
1: it's kind of like it's kind of like a celebrity status in at least in the eyes of, of uh, other information technology, right? Right. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And when you find somebody, uh, when you find somebody who's got social skills and a sense of humor and a deep technological background, you got yeah, an all star. You got an all star. You know? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Somebody that can talk to anybody. Yep. Like both sides of the the yep. conversation. Here's a customer, and here's a bunch of nerds behind you.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. Can you stand
0: between them and speak both languages? Yes.
1: Well, you know, it's it's interesting uh, many things about it. It's been a really interesting seat to have for 30, 35 years to watch technology evolve through the eyes of people that are actually implementing and utilizing the technology and creating these really cool solutions to really complex problems, whether it's integration or automation or or both. You're right. uh, I remember it being in Boston when that's the software startups in the late '80s started popping. You know, most of them failed, but some of them blew up. You know, right. like multi million creating millionaires all over the place. And the 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 legal community in Boston had to make a conscious decision in these big expensive mahogany offices with two thousand dollar suits. Sure. And they're having guys walk in with ponytails and Aerosmith T shirts on, and, they, <laughs> and, and the legal the legal community stopped wearing jackets and ties like overnight. Wow. Just Just like that. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) They had to flip the switch.
1: (laughs) They didn't didn't quite go to ponytails and Aerosmith t-shirts, but they dropped the ties and jackets. That was funny.
0: You know who will never go conservative are bankers and specifically like uh, bankers from Asia. Just maybe you got two conservative groups. You know, yeah. joining hands, <laughs> mm-hmm. saying well, we're going to still dress nice. Yeah. I, I, I did a, a job a temp job in L.A. for mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, the basically the government bank of Singapore. Mm-hmm. Funny story, they use the uh, the government treasury and invest it in movies in Hollywood. I didn't know that. Now I know. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. They uh, they make sure they only use the the most money making producers. So they don't want anybody with any, no losers. You can't have a loser on your record.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure you've discovered and I, mar- I marvel at this all the time. <clears throat> there are so many people making so much money doing things I've never heard of before. And and so many people making so much money that I've never heard of before. There's just so much money. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's crazy.
0: Yeah. you When you hear stories like that, like I had always thought like, Oh, wouldn't it be great to be in like the in- entertainment industry where it's not all about money? Oh, it's totally all about money. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, one of the many little bubbles that were burst, you know, in my life. They just keep yeah. going. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about this divorce. So how, what happened with that and what was the consequence?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. The question, what happened? I have, it's been, you know, we were, I was in the court system for about 10 years to the tune of millions of dollars. Ouch. And and I ended up getting, uh, custody of my three kids who were just, uh, young, young teenagers at the time, um, as my own attorney and I'm not an attorney. gotcha. So you can just imagine how crazy the situation had to be for a man to get custody of his kids, sole custody, and to do it pro se as his own attorney without representation. Um, there's so many stories Jeff from that it's so there was no one event. I think ultimately I married a woman who um, had a really really difficult childhood and mm. when it came when it came time and we all we all face this midlife crisis of whatever it's called you know right. some guys get corvettes and wigs and women get plastic surgery right. <clears throat> this was way more than that she refused to acknowledge her demons and um, I became her target. And, um, there was, yeah, there was nothing I could do about it. I tried, I think we went to six or seven tries at at marriage counseling with six or seven counselors and third or fourth visit every time when we start to talk about her, she'd get up and scream and walk out. And I would look at the new psychologist and say, what do I do with that doc? And, and nobody had an answer for me. So it's, it's, there's so much more detail to it. And most of it's. Yeah, most of it's funny stories now because some of the shit that happened was you, you <laughs> wouldn't hilarious. believe it. I, you wouldn't you? Wouldn't believe it if I told you? Okay. But um, you know, the kids are doing great now. Everybody's adjusted. You know, they had to deal with their abandonment issues because she abandoned them for ten years. Uh, didn't talk to any of them, and then wow. came back into their lives a few years ago. And I, I was worried what was hap- what would happen again. And she lasted about two and a half years, and then she blew up one day and took off. And I don't think any of my kids know where she is right now. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was cra- It was cr- fucking nuts is what it was. <laughs> that and, shit uh, crazy. Yeah, it yeah. was, uh, I, I used to tell my lawyer, I'm not looking to win the trophy for the worst divorce you've ever seen, so stop saying that. You know? <laughs> 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 well, good
0: for it, you that you didn't have to pay somebody so much money.
1: Well, I I I, uh, I lost everything. I paid I paid all of my money to everybody. So okay. Um,
0: well, never mind then. Sorry. It, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Yeah. But you That's know, usually it's, how it works out. You got well, the important thing. You got the kids.
1: I did. I got the important thing, and I think that um, I got to see uh, I was mom and dad for 10 years. I got to see everything. I went to everything. I went to every dance recital, every volleyball game, every practice, every little league game, Right. met all oh, the teachers, awesome. knew the principal really well at the high school. Everybody knew who I was. And, um, I can't, I can't honestly say I would have had the opportunity if things stayed together. I think we would have probably separated the, the tasks like most sure. couples do. And, and, and I probably would have, um, I don't know. I had to sell my company uh, unwillingly um, because it was, I was the momentum guy. And um, when you lose the momentum guy, you lose the momentum. Right. And she, she stuck her nose in my business talking to employees and clients and sending letters and and just really, really, it just, my partner said to me one day, one of them said to me one day, "I, I can't do this anymore. And I said, well, we, we agreed at the beginning. If one of us wants to punch, then there's two options: we buy you out, or we sell the company and split the proceeds. So that's what we chose to do. And we sold it to the wrong people, and we've got an earnout. And I'd never do an earnout again. And um, what's an
0: earnout? Does that mean you have to work? We'll give there? you
1: this much money right now, and then if you meet these goals over the next 12 and 24 months, you'll get another couple of chunks of change. Okay. And um, for anybody that's selling a company, don't do. I that. would not advise <laughs> because. What you don't have, Jeff, is after you sell the company, you're no longer in control of your destiny. And what ah, we discovered right. with this company was we had an Orlando office and a Boston office. They didn't tell us, but they didn't want the Orlando office. They just wanted the Boston office to service their largest customer in the financial services space, which I won't name, right. but uh, okay. it's one of the biggest banks in the world. And so they, they went about diffusing the efficacy of the Orlando office saying no to contracts and no to clients and no, mm. they fired my right-hand guy unbeknownst to me one day, they just showed up and fired him. Right. I went, Eesh. I went nuts. And so you're like, you're taking my ability to meet my earnout out, of my pocket. Like, what are you doing? You have no power.
0: Something. Right. Yeah.
1: I had I had no power. And so we didn't do, do due diligence on the culture. We did due diligence on the financials. And right, so that would right, be a piece of advice I'd give to anybody that's contemplating selling a company. You have to do diligence on the culture and environment as much, just as much as the financials.
0: Yeah, it w- had you known they were going to try to kill the the other office,
1: <laughs> it would have would have been a would have right. been, a, been a, a completely different deal or no deal at no all. No deal, on probably. On top of that, all yeah. I it's not like I got my momentum back after I sold the company. I was still in the middle of all the shit. Right. So. It was, it was, it was pretty taxing, but I, you know, I, I have fantastic relationships with all three of my children and they're all doing great. So I, I don't have any regrets. And when I think I haven't really thought of her in a long time, other than when it, she comes up when I'm on a podcast and somebody asks me about it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a fascinating topic. It's, it's an story, interesting right? topic. Yeah. I learned a lot yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of good stories maybe for another time, but yeah. I, when I, when I think about regret, I think, you know what, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have my three kids. So let's just leave it at that. You know, and, yeah. and when I talk, when I talk to myself about it, that's what I say, I just leave it at that, Mark. That's where, that's where it ends. And,
0: and you know, you wouldn't be who you are now if that hadn't happened. Right. So you can't go and like second guess these things. No, it no, all, you can't. it all sort of just happens for a reason. You, the, the tough bullshit that you have to go through, it just makes you stronger. Right.
1: Everybody so. goes through something, man. Everybody yeah. goes through something. I, I, uh, I remi- I constantly reminded myself, dude. You want to find somebody who's doing worse off than you. Look to your left or look to your right. That's all you got <laughs> to do. Right. You know. <laughs> That's right. You're
0: right. You're right. You yeah. Know, I went through that a phase, like after I retired from the military, um, mm-hmm. for maybe a couple years. I went through that midlife crisis. Yeah. And. So I didn't buy a Corvette and I didn't get divorced and find a 20 something with a boob job or anything, mm. but I thought about it <laughs> yeah. 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 and and what I came to the thing, the conclusion was, was sure I could get a divorce, but am I going to get, am I going to find somebody better because she's pretty awesome? Yeah. Right? And yeah, the answer was no. <laughs> yeah. So it's more <clears throat> one of those things where you just have to like say, okay, being in a long-term committed relationship means you're going to accept this person's bullshit. <laughs> yep. yep. And yep. and and I can do that, right? I'm I'm I've accepted that. Nobody's perfect, right? Nobody's yeah, Well, and she, yeah. and she
1: and she she has to accept yours too. Exactly. Right? And she's yeah.
0: already dis- demonstrated she's in for the long haul. We've been married thirty <laughs> years. <laughs>
1: You know, you know, what's, you know, what's interesting is, you know, you, you asked me er uh, earlier uh, about my, my business. What I'm finding is this midlife crisis thing is a professional disaster as well. It's a, you, you left the air force this cocoon that was the air force. It's like, right. there's good and bad here, but I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I know the people I'm with. Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden you unplug from that and you're like, yeah. where's my, I lost my rope. Somebody throw exactly. me a lifeline here. You're what right. the hell's going on? Your, your so,
0: connection is gone. It's like you get yeah. unplugged and you're like, what yeah. the fuck? Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I find myself because of the experience I went through is relatively to the professional executive people that I, you know, impart my wisdom with now Um, I've had enough shit that I can really help someone who's about to go through some shit or just went (laughs) through some shit. It doesn't really matter if it's a health scare, a relationship ending, someone close to you dying, getting fired from a job you had for 25 years. All of these people are one day lost. Right. Right. And it's time. I need some direction. I need some advice. I need some wisdom. I need some context. I need, Mm. I need all of those things. That's kind of what I'm doing now. Right. Because when I get into a professional discussion with someone to do it well, relationship based, like empathetically. Mm-hmm. Uh, like giving a shit about the actual human being, right. You can't, you can't help them through a professional transition without helping them through their personal transition that's no. directly attached to their professional transition. <laughs> right. Right.
0: right. Yeah. It's basically, you know, they're, they're undividable. They're the same thing basically, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you need to have a job, right. Mm-hmm. But what you're really doing is yeah. It's like what I tell people about like my job in the air force. Well, no, it wasn't in the air force. Department of Energy. Technically, mm. I was an IT guy, right? So like a help desk guy, but like a little too old <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, be, to be a help desk guy. Um, and I would say to people, uh, this is what I discovered at that, that DBS, that um, Singapore bank job. Uh-huh. That job, I mean, I would tell people it's not really IT. Because like what I'm doing was everybody in the bank – office would get an email with instructions on how to like run the new software on their phone. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was sent to all the users Mm -hmm. who were supposed to be able to read those instructions and do that they either didn't want to yeah. <laughs> or couldn't yeah. figure it out. And that's what I was there for, right? That's not really IT. Yeah. <laughs> that's just being yeah. willing to read instructions and then go, um, okay, I think I got it, and then go try, right? Yeah. That's not yeah. IT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: that's just like yeah. being convenient,
1: <laughs> yeah well it's it makes me think of um <clears throat> i'm I'm pretty active on LinkedIn because of the nature of what I do and um have been for a while and, and some uh recruiter uh yesterday a woman who I'm connected to shared a, a statistic with all the layoffs and stuff that have been going on obviously people are getting redeployed many of them some of them are frustrating and and not but she said I think it was eighty one percent of people that are getting have gotten new jobs in the last 6 or 12 months are doing something other than what they used to do. Wow. 80%
0: that's a big number.
1: It's a big number and it goes it ties back into my initial conversation with you about getting people to open their eyes up and say look just because you've been a project manager in healthcare for the last 15 years right. doesn't mean you have to be a project manager in healthcare. And right. I and I tax people with you sit down for a couple hours, not, a, not 10 minutes, two hours with a pencil and a piece of paper or an iPad or whatever you, you choose and write down all of your skills, like details, mm. and then take those skills and create a second column and move the ones over that are transferable to almost any other job. Most and I think them. you're going <laughs> to find as well, 80% of those skills transfer too. Right. You know? Right. And you've had enough different jobs to know exactly what I'm talking about. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most people most people don't know that, Jeff.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got lucky, again, in so many different ways because my Air Force job was very generic. Mm-hmm. You remember that TV show, MASH? Oh, yeah. My job in the Air Force was basically Radar O'Reilly, except I wasn't in the Army. I was in the Air Force. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So you do a little bit of everything, right? You do well, have but- your job, right, that the book says is your job. But then yeah. you also have to do everything else that nobody else wants to do.
1: Well, you know what though? I'm I'm it's great. I'm thinking it's a blessing. For, yeah, I yeah. think uh, but you get access to you get access to all the different boss. kinds of people. Yes. You you learn how to do all kinds of different things. You learn how to solve problems there with limited go. resources. There you go. And that's what everyone's looking for. They're looking for people that can help them solve problems. That's, make them that's look smart me. and yep. figure shit out.
0: That yep. was uh, uh I went through this. I, we're getting close to wrapping up already, so like I, I I'm aware.
1: <laughs> no sweat. No sweat. Okay. no sweat.
0: But one more story, and then we'll 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 get into uh, how people can get in touch with you at Seven Pillars But yeah, so like uh, there was me and this logistics tech sergeant. I was a tech sergeant, and I my job was you know like eh, kind of like information technology, but not really. Like Mm -hmm. a combination of admin and like, again, very generic. But like she just would come in and say, I don't know how to do this. Help me out. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm like, who on the base knows how to do that? (laughs) Right. Mm Because there's always like a a tether that connects back. Right. And, And I would like, okay, let's call that person and ask them what to do. She's like, oh, yeah, good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the boss came out, the commander. He said, Jeff, I figured out what you're good at. He's like, I'm like, what? He's like, you figure shit out. (laughs)
1: Yeah
0: it's really it's, the only skill there is on the planet
1: basically well you're you're resourceful obviously as well i mean right. that's part of part of how you figure shit out and i but i, I can't i can't uh, emphasize it enough jeff for anybody who's listening that's thinking about making a move of any kind people want they they don't want problems they want solutions i used to tell my my employees mm-hmm. you you come to me with anything that you need to come to me with problem or otherwise, but you cannot bring me a problem unless you bring me a couple of possible solutions as well. Right. So, so, that, I, so that I know you've thought about it, right. That you're not just coming because Mark can fix everything and everything's going to be okay. That's <laughs> bullshit. Right. Thanks. So even, even, even if we, even if we don't use one of your solutions, right. I, it's It's kind of like when my dad, when I asked my dad, what a word meant when I was a kid, he would say, go look it up. You'll exactly. remember it then. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Like, I don't want your checklist on how to do this process mm-hmm. to be step one, ask Jeff. That, that's, that's, not, right. That, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That, that's what you teach like airmen when you're mm-hmm. an NCO, right? It's like, don't ask me. <laughs> Try to figure it out. And then, yeah. yeah, you know, and then if you need help, I'll help, right? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so you are at, uh, you are again, Mark ailword we are now wrapping up so you're at sevenpillarsglobal.com seven so how can people best get in touch with you maybe hire you as a uh, coach mentor whatever
1: mhm yeah the, the website it is a uh, th- there's a couple of places on the website page there the front page where you can drop your name and email address in Perfect. and you'll you'll come to my calendar And you can grab a slot. And I usually give people 30 minutes on the house. And that's the the process we do there is you tell me what's going on. And I'll tell me, I'll tell you whether I can help you and a little bit about how if I think that I can. And if I can't, I'll give you at least one or two things to think about that'll probably help you and we'll wish each other well. Mm. Um, but it's it's important to me that the people that I help want to be helped by me Mm. and we can get that we can accomplish that in 30 minutes. That's awesome. Yeah. And my LinkedIn profile too. I'm I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. My last name's A Y L W A R D. Right. And the first name's Mark. So yeah, I'm pretty I make myself pretty easy to find given the nature of what I do. I like to be found.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mark, this has been a blast.
1: Yeah. It's fun, Jeff. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, I hope it, I hope some of it was helpful for somebody, you know?
0: Yeah. It was fun for me. It helped me. It, it, uh, if anything, there was something I was supposed to remember and I forgot, but that's okay. Don't worry about
1: it. No, you wanted to pin my divorce, but we did go back to that.
0: Okay. Good. Okay.
1: We wanted to, we, you said put a put pin, a pin in, that, in that and we, and we, we eventually back got to back to it. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: So that that's perfect. Okay. So you have a good one and uh, we'll talk to, you, talk to you again soon.
1: Thanks so much, Jeff. Take care.